What is up, my Ethos listeners? And welcome back to another edition of DFS Today. This is your Friday, December 10th edition. I am your host, Santino Cocone, and I am joined here by my good pal, Dave Menkoff. How you doing today, Dave? I am doing fantastic, Santino. It's, it's always a pleasure hopping on with you. I know it's been a couple of weeks. I'm excited to dive into this late with you. Yeah, we had a couple things like Thanksgiving, uh, Annika, some some different holidays around the corner the last couple of weeks. We haven't been able to do a show, but I am glad you are back here. Uh, it's going to be a fun one. We have a nine-game slate here, um, and we are going to knock this one out quicker for you guys. I, I already told Dave this, so we're going to knock it out quick. And I do believe that, Dave. I do believe that. Right. Um, yeah, and let's, you know what? Before we start, I do want to let everybody know that take a moment and follow Ethos Fantasy BK on Twitter, the single most dominant basketball and fantasy news feed on earth. Get all your NBA news in one hand, handy Twitter feed. It's faster than the competition and provides more analysis too. Again, that's at Ethos Fantasy BK on Twitter. So go and follow now. All right, let's jump right into this slate, man. We have a nine-game slate, as I mentioned. The first one on the docket starts at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have the Sacramento Kings traveling across country to take on the Charlotte Hornets, or what's left of the Charlotte Hornets. Um, we have a a 227.5 game total. We don't have all the game totals right now, but that's going to be the highest. That's that's a massive game total. Uh, and the Hornets are somehow still three-point favorites. Um, there is no LaMelo ball. No Jalen McDan- McDaniels, no Mason Plumlee, Terry Rozier, Ish Smith all out. On the Kings, we have no Rashawn Holmes, um, and that's it. I'll throw it over to you, my man. Start with the Kings, who are the away team traveling across country. How are you feeling about this squad, uh, knowing Holmes is out and knowing they're playing against mostly backups? Yeah, I mean, this is a juicy game, and what a way to start the slate, I have to say. Uh, probably my favorite game to target on the entire night. Uh, and the Kings just gave up the night before 130 fantasy points, 130 real life points. So Kings do not play any defense is what we've seen. So because of that, um, I, I like this matchup a lot on the Kings side. I'm going to start with, with, with Sean Holmes out. I'm looking at a couple guys. I'm looking at Chemezi uh, Metu to come in uh, and get some, some pretty heavy minutes. I expect 25 to 30 minutes potentially for, for Metu at 4,600. Uh, I think he has some value there. Um, I'm also looking at a uh, potential backup center who's going to play some minutes. It's Tristan Thompson, 3,500. Uh, one, one of the best um, potential value plays on the entire slate, uh, given his price tag and given the amount of minutes he's going to probably get in this matchup, especially if this game stays close. I like Tristan Thompson a lot. Uh, and then moving down down the, the pipeline, I'm looking at the two guards. Uh, you can't go wrong with either one. De'Aaron Fox at 900 is going to be in play for me coming off one of his best scoring efforts uh, against the Magic. You know, he dropped only 43 fantasy points. I do expect somewhere in the 40 to 45-point fantasy realm uh, with Fox here in this matchup. But the guy I'm looking at as my favorite play on the Kings is going to be Tyrese Halliburton, coming off an 11-assist 11, 11 double-double with 50, a whopping 51 fantasy points. Tyrese is in a great spot here in a great matchup. My favorite play on the Sacramento side of the ball. Um, but you can't really go wrong with any of these guys. They're all going to be in play for me in, in an expected uh, high-scoring affair. But who are you looking at, Sentino? And do you have any interest uh, in, in Fox or Halliburton in the backcourt here? Yeah, I'm I'm on point with you. Uh, this is going to be a team to target, a game to target. Uh, we start off with a bang right out of the bat, 227.5 game total, and it's every bit of that. Two teams that give up a ton of points. Uh, Holmes is out. That means Alex Len is back in the rotation. Um, <clears throat> at 3,100, he's he's in play for me. You mentioned Tristan Thompson. He's in play. Uh, me Too didn't play, I like saying the Me Too movement. He didn't play in the last game, but he's got to be back. I don't know what happened there, why he wasn't in, uh, but he's definitely got to be in the rotation for this one with with no homes out, and he was starting quite a few games in a row before that. So, like you mentioned him already. Um, Barnes at 5-4 makes a lot of sense. Uh, you mentioned Halliburton, 6-1, Fox. I, I like, honestly... All of these guys are well within play for me, uh, depending on where I want to allot my money. But uh, as you mentioned, this is a team, this is a game that we can hang our hats on. Um, 
Len is probably going to get a lot of exposure if he if he starts. And the good th- news is we'll know who gets that starting nod uh, right out of the gate with this being the first game. Right. Um. Let's jump on over to the next side of the ball, the Charlotte Hornets. What are you looking at over here? Yeah, on the Charlotte side of the ball, I'm not as excited. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to temper my enthusiasm a little bit. Um, but I'm looking at a couple guys. Uh, and that's going to be the front court guy, P.J. Washington. Um, it's the perfect matchup for him with no home on the other side of the ball. Uh, coming off a kind of a slow effort against the 76ers in his last one out. But we know P.J. Washington has plenty of upside. He can get you blocks, can get rebounds, can, can score some points. Uh, and especially with the Kings being a little bit um, thin up front, this is a great matchup for him. And 6,600, 6, 6, that mid-tier value is definitely going to play especially if we're throwing it back with some Kings players on the other side of the ball. I'm also looking at um, going down to the wings position. All three wings are going to be in play. It's just a matter of, of build and, and how much salary you're probably going to be left over with. But Kelly Oubre, 7,800, uh, has been just on fire ever since he's been getting starter minutes, playing over 40 minutes a game uh, in, in recent games with no Lamelo Ball in lineup. So I like Kelly Oubre at 7,800. I also like uh, Gordon Hayward, 7,300, coming off a, a pretty juicy type of game where he had 50 fantasy points and 31 real-life points. I like him a lot, uh, other side of the ball. Uh, and then those are probably going to be my three main targets. I'm not going to have as much interest in Miles Bridges. Uh, he's kind of cooled off a little bit at 7,700. We haven't seen a lot of big Miles Bridges-type performances. Is it possible in this game? Yes, but I'm not going to be targeting that with so much other value on the board on this slate. Uh, what, what about for you? Yeah, and I'm with you. I like P.J. Washington at 6'6". Six, six. Uh, he's going to have to get a good amount of run. This is not a Joel Embiid center that he's going against uh, where he only played 25 in the last game. Uh, there's no Rashawn Holmes. There's going to be a lot of Len Thompson, Medu. He's going to get a ton of minutes here, even Bagley getting some center minutes, so I like P.J. there. Uh, my favorite play here is back to point Hayward. You mentioned him. Uh, if he's playing 40 minutes, if he's running the show here, which he is 16 assists in the last two games. Uh, give me Point Hayward. I love when he's creating shots and, and being the primary ball handler and playmaker like he was in his Utah days and somewhat when he was needed to in Boston. Uh, there's no Lamelo. There's no backup point guard, Nish Smith. Hayward's running the show here at 7-3. I prefer him over the rest of the guys here. Um, and you mentioned Ubre. He's been awesome too. So got to look at him and Bridges, but I prefer Point Hayward especially with the $500 discount and $400 discount to him. All right, man. Looks like we're on the same page in that first game. Let's see if we stay on that. The next game we have the Dallas Mavericks (laughs) taking on the Indiana Pacers in Indiana. This game starts at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, For the injury report, we have Willie Cauley-Stein is out. Sterling Brown is questionable. Uh, Indiana side, TJ Warren, TJ McConnell, Justin Holiday all out. Throw it over to you. What are you looking at on on Dallas' side of the ball? And obviously things can change as this team keeps changing things when we get closer to to the uh, actual tip-off time. But as of now, we only have Willie Cauley-Stein, really, and Sterling Brown. So what are you looking at over here? Yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, For all the reasons why I love the first game is all the reasons why I don't like this game. Um, So when it comes down to the Mavericks' side of the ball— I don't think this is a really a great type of game script and game environment for Luka Doncic at 11,000. Uh, that price is is fair. Um, it's it's not high. It's not low. I just don't see a ceiling type of performance for Luka in this one. 11,000. I'd rather spend up elsewhere on this slate. Um, so I'm not going to be going in that direction. I'm also not going to be targeting Jalen Brunson for 200. He's also been way too inconsistent for me, especially against the Pacers. I just don't see that happening. The only guy that I have some level of interest in, very limited, probably more for tournaments, is Chris Hoffs-Porzingis. Um, you know, at only 8000 in salary, he might have a type of performance where he could put up 40, 45 fantasy points in this matchup, but I don't fully trust him either. So there's not a ton that I'm really going to be looking at on, on the Maverick side of the ball. What about for you? Yeah, and unless people are missing, unless the, the injury report changes, I'm really not going to look too much here, too. You're hearing reports that Luca was saying that he's coming out of shape and he has to do better. Uh, he's obviously being great at fantasy anyway, but at 11K, I think we don't need to go there. Uh, this is a good matchup for these guys, but at the same time, I, I just don't really like this Dallas team. There's really not 
uh, outside of Lucas and Porzingis, uh, you can't really count on anybody in game to game when they're all healthy. So I'm with you. I'm I'm just going to leave them alone unless something changes for now. Uh, Porzingis, I do like normally, but the matchup uh, with Turner and Sabonis in there, not in love with it. So I think we have better options. Um, how about on the other side of the ball, man? What are you looking at on Indy? Yeah, on the Indy side of the ball, coming off an absolute route and embarrassment of the my home team, <laughs> New York Knicks. Um, I actually my favorite one of my favorite value plays in the entire slate is on the indie side of the ball and that's chris duarte he's going to be chalk um just a guy that's been getting minutes uh last couple of games with all the injuries and all the issues with the pacers um chris duarte the rookie is starting to get back some of that form that we saw earlier in october um so i really like chris duarte here at 4400 and then outside of him go ahead Mm -hmm. sorry nope nope keep going I was going to say, outside of him, there's not a ton of interest. I mean, Demano Sabonis is always in play 9700. Uh, this is a game where you should go, be able to go off. Um, and he's priced under 10K, which is always fun. Um, you should be able to have 50-point upside here against the Mavs. So um, no in- no issue going with Sabonis um, to round out the, the value with Chris Duarte. But other than that, I'm not going anywhere else. All right, I like it. Um, yeah, Joe Durte has is has a solid price tag, and he's been he's been yeah, doing a lot better lately. Uh, starting to come back to form of not what he was in that first week or two, uh, but he's starting to pick it up again, and we like that, especially at that price tag. Um, for me, I, I don't mind Sabonis. It's nearly 10K, so I'm not going to have too much exposure to him, but I do like the matchup against Dallas's front court. That said, uh, Turner, same thing, six one. I will have more exposure to him. I do like the center position opposing. Um, Dallas, it hasn't, it's been fruitful for centers, opposing centers. Um, and he's only 6,100. That's, that's very solid for me. So I'll keep him in my player pool. Uh, and Karis Levert, even despite all the trade rumors between the three guys that I just last mentioned, um, Levert's been playing really solid lately. The last three games, he's brought back at least 30 fantasy points. He's under 6k. He's just another option for me, um, that I'm going to keep on my player pool. I don't think the upside is huge there, but if you're playing cash and you want to get 30, 35 points from a a guy under 6K, that's solid for me. All right. Uh, Let's jump on over to the next game of the night. Should be another fun one. Uh, We do have a spread for this one. It is the Nets taking on the Atlanta Hawks in Atlanta, 730 Eastern Standard Time, uh, tip-off time. Uh, We have a 224 game total. The Hawks are one-and-a-half point home favorites. On the injury report, we have uh, Bogdanovich, Solomon Hill, DeAndre Hunter, Cam are all out, and uh, Cam Reddish as probable. On the Nets, we have Joe Harris, Kyrie Irving, both out. That's it. Throw it over to you, man. What are you looking at on this uh, Nets side of the ball? Yeah, when it comes down to the Nets, they're always a fantasy goldmine usually. And going up against the Hawks, especially in a tight game, that's going to be a high-scoring affair. Um, there's going to be a ton to like on the Brooklyn side of the ball, starting with uh, the two big-time primetime players. And that's James Harden at 11,200. He has tripled up upside for sure in this matchup. He hasn't had 60 fantasy points in, in, in a, probably over a week now, but this is a great opportunity for him to get right back into that type of form. Um, so I expect him to be, to, to be a top option here. Uh, and then, of course, Kevin Durant coming off a rest day which is just what the doctor ordered. He's been playing lights out and playing heavy minutes. Um, this is a perfect opportunity for him to bounce back and have a 40-point real-life effort and up to 50, 55 fantasy points. And again, you can't go wrong with either Harden or Durant. I probably have a little more interest in Durant just because of the $400 in savings. Um, and then as far as value, there's a ton of value here on the net side. Um, I'm looking at guys like James Johnson, 3,600. Uh, he did fall off a little bit in the last game, but he should be able to bounce back here against the Hawks. Um, should, should get minutes in the mid twenties and does have value at 3,600. So I like him. Another guy I'm looking at is the upshot rookie, um, who's been getting some, making some noise on the Brooklyn side of the ball. And that's Cameron Thomas, um, the rookie out of LSU, uh, a guy that is not afraid to shoot and not afraid to score. And if this game ends up being absolute barn burner, he should be able to get plenty of minutes. 3,300 is a great value price tag. So those are probably the four guys that I'm looking at on that side of the ball. Um, any interest in Duran or Harden? Yeah, I think you can look at both. Uh, probably lean a little bit towards KD off this. Uh, you mentioned that he missed a couple, uh, <clears throat> missed the game the other day. Came back, played 40 minutes, looked really solid. Uh, there's a lot of wings on this team that are hurt on the the Hawks that are just hurt. 
uh, forwards especially. There's not he's going to get a lot of John Collins, but when John Collins is not in there, uh, you're going to see a lot of Danilo Gallinari uh, at this stage of his career or Kevin Herter. Uh, they can't really guard KD. Collins can, but if he gets into foul trouble, KD's going to have a field day there. Um, so I do like KD, but I'll put both of them in my player pool because uh, Trey Young can't really guard James Harden either. So that's very, very likely there. Uh, and you mentioned um, James Johnson. He's a guy I'm looking at, 3,600. Uh, I think that's a solid value there. He has been in the rotation, getting 20 minutes. We see Nick Claxton coming back, playing uh, back-to-back minutes in the teens, so that might ding him a little bit and dings Aldridge and the rest of the front court rotation. So I'm not going to go too heavy there, but you can look at the two studs, and I like James Johnson as well. All right, jumping on over to the other side of the ball. Uh, I'll take the lead. I've even you've been taking it lately, so I'll take this one. <laughs> Um, Clint Capella on the other side of the ball, 7-7. He's going to be away from the basket a little bit with Marcus Aldridge, uh, but this is a solid matchup for him, I think. Uh, under 8K, I really like that price tag. He did have a really good game in the last game against Minnesota, played 30 minutes, uh, 9 points, 16 boards, 4 assists, 5 stocks. I think we can see something similar to that. I think he scores in double digits in this one, obviously gets his double-digit rebounds that he loves. I can see a couple stocks here. Uh, I like the matchup. The first time he played against these Nets, he played uh, 32 minutes. He had 38 fantasy points, and <clears throat> I see that even up in a little bit. So he's my favorite play on this side. Um, and uh, with everybody injured, I think you can look at Herder, too, who's been on fire lately. Uh, Luke here, it's been starting. Cam Reddish might be out of this one as well. Uh, those two guys are for value, but I like I like Capella, Herder, uh, and then the two guys for value. If Reddish plays, I think 3,200 makes a lot of sense for him too. How about you, man? Yeah. When it comes down to the Hawks, I mean, it's interesting. Trey Young, it's hard not to, to go Trey Young to start lineups. Uh, 10,000 is a pretty good price tag. I mean, he's been balling uh, in last few games. He's a top 10 fantasy player in real life. And also uh, when it comes to daily fantasy, definitely an option for me. Um, one of the best guard options on the entire slate. And, and this up-and-down up, up matchup it should be high scoring. I like him. And then great call on Click Capella. 7,700 is a great price tag. So many great mid-tier type of center options here on this entire slate. But Click Capella is a guy that can get blocks. We, we know that. He can get double-doubles. We haven't seen a surprise double-double in actually a few weeks now. So he's overdue. Uh, this is a great matchup for him to, to really get back to on the schneid when it comes to double-doubles. So I like him as well. And then I have some interest in Danilo Gallinari at 4,900, a guy that has been playing well as of recently, uh, getting some some good minutes and shooting lights out recently uh, in recent games. But that price tag is a little bit too high, so it's probably going to be more reserved for tournament lineups for me. But um, those are the guys I'm looking at on the Hawks side of the ball. All right, awesome. Let's jump on over to the next game at 7.30 Eastern Standard Time. We have the New York Knicks taking on the Toronto Raptors. We don't have a game total or spread for this one. We do have an injury report. Uh, Nerlens Noel is probable for this one. And on the Raptors, we have OG, Kemberg, uh, Goran Dragic all out. Justin Champagne, Precious, questionable. Throw it over to you. Uh, what are you looking at on the Knicks side? Are you looking at anything? Yeah, it's hard to really trust anyone on the Knicks side at this point. Um, they haven't been showing a lot of life in, in recent games. Um, so the only guy I'm really going to be looking at in, for a tournament cash game is Julius Randle at 9,400. Uh, a guy that can get 50 points uh, fantasy-wise, but we have not seen that again in, in several several games. Uh, this is a great opportunity for him to bounce back against a depleted Raptors front court. Um, so I fully expect a bounce back performance here. Um, so I do have some interest in Julius Randle, but that's pretty much it uh, on the Knicks side of the ball. I'm not going to be targeting the revolving door of point guards that they have with Derrick Rose, Alec Burks, Emmanuel Quigley. They're all priced accordingly, and none of them really, really jump out, jump off the page to me when it comes to guys that I really want to target here in this game against the Raptors. The only guy I'm really looking at is a guy that I throw into lineups just for tournament reasons, and that's Mitchell Robinson, 4100, uh, a guy that despite you know being demoted to the bench, he did put up a nice double double a couple games ago. He did in the blowout against the Pacers, uh, basically put up more fouls than points, basically. But I do like him here as a bounce back option for tournament play, especially at that four four thousand one hundred price tag. Yeah, uh, 
I'm not really in in like with anybody over here either. I do would throw in R.J. Barrett. That's the the one guy I'm looking at, 5-1. Uh, you mentioned Randall. He might get a lot of center minutes in this one because the Toronto Raptors, especially if Precious is out, uh, they already have no Burke. They play Siakam a lot at center, and they still don't always like Boucher, so we'll see about that. But uh, R.J. Barrett, 5-1. It's not a steep price tag at all. Uh, he might not crush it. He might not hit that value, but I know he has the upside. Uh, and the minutes in the last two games are very enticing, especially since he's taken 32 shots in those last two games too. So I will keep him in my player pool, but I really, there's not much I, I want to attack in this entire game or especially on this slate or on this side of the ball. Um, it's going to be just an ugly game in my opinion, but we'll go on to the, the Raptor side, man. What are you looking at over here? Yeah. On the Raptor side of the ball. Um, also not a ton of interest, but I do have some interest in Fred Van Vliet. Um, coming off a nice game against the Thunder where he had 46 fantasy points. And his price tag actually dropped to under 9K, which is always nice to see. Uh, you want to target Fred Van Vliet in that 8K price range. So I like him at 800. He's going to be probably more of a low-end tournament play versus a cash game play, but I do like him. Uh, and then Gary Trent Jr. is not the worst pick at 6,100. A uh, guy coming off a 40-point fantasy effort in the last game. A guy that we've seen in the past can score, can light it up um, against the Knicks, especially. It, it may not be the best matchup for him. So, again, both both Gary Trent and Fred Van Lee for me are tournament plays. And that's about it on the Raptors side of the ball. I don't trust anyone in the front court. Uh, I would love to, to trust Chris Bobby, Bobby Boucher, but I just cannot <laughs> do it. Uh, just, just can't do it. <laughs> despite yeah. getting starter minutes he was benched the entire fourth quarter in the last one so again it, it's so hard to trust him so that's, that's about it for me on the raptor side too yeah and i'm with you uh, i'll i'll take a shot at van vliet trent's not bad i do think there are other i like other options around trent's price tag i don't dislike him here but i'll probably have more exposure to other people around his price tag um and it depends if precious does play i would have some interest in him at 46 if he doesn't then you got to take a shot at Boucher. I mean, I mean, I shouldn't say you got to, but he's well within play to take a shot on him, uh, even in 20 minutes or so. But it's just you're not going to be happy about it. You'll take that shot, but you'll um, bite your lip and and hope and pray that he plays some extra minutes there. But it's not a guarantee. So I'm totally with you on that on that side of the ball. <clears throat> All right, let's jump on over to the next game. We're at the 8 p.m.ers now. Uh, we have the Milwaukee Bucks taking on the Houston Rockets. We have a 225 game total, and the Bucks are 7.5-point road favorites. On the injury report, we have uh, for the Bucks, Giannis is probable, DiVincenzo, Brooke Lopez, Semi Ojale out, George Hill, questionable. Um, on the Rockets, we have Kevin Porter Jr., Daniel House, Jalen Green, Usman Garuba, all out. I'll throw it over to you, man. The Bucks side of the ball. Can you pay that price for Giannis, uh, knowing that he's been out of the lineup a couple times, came back, but now is playing against uh, this team where 30 minutes might not happen? Yeah, I mean, if, if you would have asked me a week ago, uh, would would the Rockets have a fighting chance against the Bucks at home? I would say absolutely not. But the Rockets have been in an absolute tear over the last two weeks. They're winners of seven in a row, despite eight-point underdogs. I'm going to keep rolling with the Rockets. I don't think they're going to win this game, but they'll keep it close enough for the price tag for Giannis. And he's priced under 11K for the first time in a long time. I think first time this season. Uh, you can fact check me later, uh, everyone on Twitter. But um, Giannis is absolutely going to be in play at 10,900 for me. And then outside of Giannis, I like you know the other two big names on the Buck side. I expect this game to actually stay pretty close. So I like Middleton at 7,300. He hasn't been shooting the ball really well recently. Um, he's only putting up shots. He's, he's shooting basically under 40% over his last few games. So I expect that that trend to change here. Um, I like him a lot. And then uh, the, the, the last guy I'm looking at is going to be Drew Holiday at 7,900. Back-to-back 40-point fantasy efforts. He has 45-point upside here uh, in this matchup. So I have no, no reason not to go Drew. Drew and Chris Middleton are going to be more tournament plays for me. Giannis is more of a cash game staple, um, especially in this type of game. Uh, and that's pretty much it. I'm not going to be trusting any of the value guys. Bobby Portis has been playing fantastic recently, but I don't expect uh, this matchup to really cater to, to his game. Um, but that's about it. Do you have any interest in Giannis here? Yeah, I have some interest in Giannis. Like you mentioned, it's it's the one he hasn't been under 11K, and I 
don't know how long. Uh, he's been he even hit 12k a lot. So uh, being under 11k does give me some interest. I am concerned though, and I don't think he's safe for cash uh, because he did miss a few games there with the calf injury. Came back and he's played a combined 60 minutes in the last two games, which is just on 30. Um, had a really poor shooting performance in the last one against Miami uh, without their big guys. <clears throat> but so that that does concern me. But under 11K, I can take a shot at him. And you mentioned Drew Holiday. He's been rolling lately, uh, and he's definitely in play for me as well. I think those two guys are in solid matchups. Probably not going to take a chance on Middleton. Um, I do prefer the guy in the first game, Point Hayward, a little or more for the upside. And I don't really, there's really not much else to look at right now on the other, on their uh, complimentary players. But let's jump on over to the Rocket side of the ball, man. What are you looking at here? You mentioned the hot streak. Uh, they still have no starting backcourt. Um, what do you like on this side? Yeah, on this side, I'm going to have to ride Christian Wood. I mean, he's a guy that's obviously shown plenty of potential um, being the Rockets starting center, uh, especially in his last few games. Despite some poor shooting in the last game, he still put up almost 45 fantasy points. Um, I expect that trend to to kind of reset. And he's, he's a guy that in his career is an over 50% shooter. Um, so I do expect him to shoot the ball better in this matchup against the Bucks. So, I like him as my favorite rocket play. I'm also looking at guys like Eric Gordon. The, the veteran has been playing some some solid minutes and shooting the ball really well during their seven game winning streak. And and coming off a couple a few games actually over 30 fantasy points, 5500 is a solid price tag. I do expect this game to stay close, and Eric Gordon is going to be a huge component of that. I'm also going to be looking at from the value side of the ball, Josh Christopher, the rookie that hasn't really been doing much this season. Coming off a 23-minute game where he basically was perfect on his birthday to the tune of 31 fantasy points. Do I expect him to be perfect again? No. But he has shown some flashes of upside when it comes to blocks and steals, which gives me some hope. At 3400 uh, that's a great price tag to pay for someone with so much potential. If a game stays close, it'll be in play. And if it's a blowout, he's also going to be in play. So he's kind of uh, blowout proof in, the, in this game as well. So I'm looking at, at those three guys mostly. What about you? Yeah, and I think my two favorite plays on this team are Eric Gordon and Garrison Matthews. Uh, I don't mind Armani Brooks or, or Wood either, um, but those two guys, G- Gordon and Matthews, are just crushing value right now. They're just bringing it back every game. Uh, without the starting backcourt, they are getting a lot of extra run, a lot of extra opportunity. Uh, Gordon han- Gordon's handling the ball a lot. Uh, Matthews is playing a lot and, and making a lot of shots um, at 55 and, and 4-4. Uh, I think it's just easy value here, whether it's cash or tournament. You might not have huge 40-point upside, uh, but value to be had. I mean, Matthews, 25 to 30 points easily could be had here. Uh, Gordon, 30-plus points again could be had here. So I I do like both of these guys, uh, especially because you can attack the Bucks on the three-point line. And those two guys are known for shooting some threes. So uh, that's where I'm going to throw most of my money at on this side. All right, um, let's jump on over to the next game. And before we do that, guys, we have a brand new daily fantasy partner at Sports Ethos, Thrive Fantasy. Prop up with Thrive Fantasy on their mobile app or at thrivefantasy.com. Use code ETHOS, that's E-T-H-O-S, when you sign up to get a 100% deposit match bonus on your first deposit up to 100 bucks, plus either two or four free game tickets to play. Pick player props on the biggest names playing every night. Score points when you when your props hit. And the players with the most points win a share of the nightly prize money. And check out our Sports Ethos DFS team or podcast for advice on winners. Again, that is code ETHOS over at thrivefantasy.com. All right, man. Let's jump on over to the next game. We have the Cleveland Cavaliers taking on the Minnesota Timberwolves in Minnesota. We don't have a game total for this at the moment. Uh, but we do have an injury report. <clears throat> Colin Sexton, Dylan Windler out. The bu- uh, on the Wolves, we have D'Angelo Russell as questionable and Pat Bev as probable. How you feeling about this uh, Cavs side of the ball? Yeah, when it comes down to the Cavs side, it's going to be interesting. Uh, there's a couple guys that really come to mind and guys that are priced uh, pretty much accordingly. Uh, just But the, given their level of upside, I like them. Evan Mobley, the rookie. I'm big on Evan Mobley, the the the, probably the, the clear favorite for Rookie of the Year as well. Uh, coming off a monster game where he put up had five blocks and two steals, which is just unreal numbers for, for a rookie. Um, shooting 70% from the field, 
I mean, this guy has been doing things every game that, that really make you wonder um, why some teams passed on him, actually. So I like Evan Mobley a lot um, in this game, in this in the matchup against Timberwolves. I think it should be a high-scoring affair, uh, and Mobley should be right in the middle of it. I also like the, the point guard, Darius Garland, 7,300, is a great price tag. Coming off a 40-point fantasy effort, his price actually dropped, um, and it's now at a point where it's definitely worth attacking, especially against the beat-up. Timberwolves backcourt. Um, so I do like Darius Garland as my second favorite play here. And then I'm going to sprinkle in a little bit of interest for Lori Markkinen, but that's more of a tournament play, 5,700. A guy that has been playing pretty well. Coming off coming off an actual poor performance in his last game, I expect him to right the ship here against Timberwolves um, that don't really play a lot of defense as well. So I do like Lori as probably my third favorite option. So it's definitely going to be Evan Moby number one, followed by a little bit of Darius Garland, and then sprinkle in some Laura Markkinen. Any interest in the rookie of the year favorite? Yeah, and I'm with you. Honestly, you said it perfect. I like the three people I'm looking at. Mobley first. Um, Garland I like. There are people around that price tag we like, but uh, I, I think he's well worth it. And Markkinen, 5700 If you want to throw in Isaac Okoro at a, a cheap $3,300 price tag because he's playing in minutes in the higher 20s, go at it. But I think those first three that you mentioned, for all the reasons you mentioned, they're in really good spots. Um, these price tag is, is well within reach to, to beat it, and I like the matchup. So I am on with you there. I think you said it for us. Um, and let's see if you can do it again. What do you got on Minnesota? Yeah, on the Minnesota side of the ball, it really depends on what happens with Russell. Uh, if Russell ends up not playing, Carl Anthony Towns, 10,300. Coming off a, a poor performance against the Jazz, which, again, is nothing new. Um, is that going to be in play for me? Uh, I think this is a great matchup for him. Should be able to put up a monster double-double potential here. So I do like him, even though the price tag is pretty high, over 10K. Um, definitely a guy that should get plenty of run. I like Anthony Edwards a little bit, 8,400. More of a tournament play than a cash game staple, just because we haven't seen a ceiling type of game for him in, in, in several weeks now. Um, if, if Russell ends up not playing, I'm also going to have some interest in Malik Beasley. Uh, 4,100 is going to be a, a solid value play. Uh, and the other guy that, that is also going to be a value play is going to be Patrick Beverly at 4,500. Although of the two, I probably trust Malik Beasley a tad more. Um, but my favorite play is probably going to be Car Anthony Towns uh, on this side of the ball. Any interest in, in Big Cat? Yeah, and I like Cat. 10-3, um, he's been playing really solid. Uh, last game, he didn't. It was Utah, so give him a break for that under 40-point performance. But I think he's in play for me here. Um, he's been two games before that. He was doing really well. Jared Allen is a really rock-solid defender, though, so I don't want to fully go there <clears throat> as much. Um, but if Russell is missing again, I think we can still look at Anthony Edwards. Um, Patrick Beverly mentioned him. He makes more a lot of sense at 4-5. He's going to start point guard again, usually. Um, <clears throat> oh. Tickle. Jared Vanderbilt has been ripping down rebounds, uh, but he doesn't do enough elsewhere to to throw out there. But uh, I think Towns is in play, but I'm I'm tentative on him. I, I do like other options better on that uh, in that price range. Uh, but Edwards is the guy I'm keying in on the most uh, in this matchup and Beverly. But for the most part, this is going to be the, the Cavs are just really good defensively, uh, especially when Mobley is playing. He has been honestly one of the better defenders. In basketball, not just as rookies right now, if you if you look at all the numbers and the metrics and watch them. Uh, so this is going to be a tough slog-it-down game, as the Cavs like to play. Um, Minnesota has been starting to play that a little bit better. So I'm not in love with this entire matchup, but I do think you have a couple people on each side. All right, let's jump on over to the next game. We have the Los Angeles Lakers taking on the Oklahoma City Thunder in Oklahoma. We currently don't have a spread for this one as well. Uh, we don't have an injury report for the Lakers either. They are on the front end of a back-to-back on Thursday. Uh, so this will be at the back end of a back-to-back. Uh, but for the Thunder, we have nobody on the injury report. Go figure. Um, I'll throw it over to you, man. And it's going to be h- tough to break down the Lakers before we get that injury report because it is the back end. Um, I'm assuming I'll just throw it out there for you. LeBron James, questionable. Anthony Davis, questionable. Um and then we'll go from there. Uh, Kendrick Nunn, Rajon Rondo, Trevor Ariza out. What are you looking at on this side of the ball? 
Yeah, I think we have to wait and see what kind of comes out with injury news. We can probably expect, given the matchup against the Thunder, uh, at least one of the big three potentially to sit out. If that happens, the other two become pretty much a lock and load type of plays here against the Thunder, who do, who pretty much give up a ton of ton of scoring and, and don't play a ton of defense either. So I do like uh, one of the big three, probably whoever sits. If, if LeBron sits, Russell Westbrook becomes a fantastic play, especially going up against his former team mm-hmm. in the Thunder at 10 down to 200. I think that's a rock-solid play. You're getting more and more comfortable in a Lakers uniform. Um, and, and then again, the added uh, usage with LeBron or Anthony Davis sitting is going to be a play for me. If any of them sit, Taylor Horton Tucker is also going to be in play at 4,900, uh, a guy that's been getting minutes in the 30s. Um, hasn't been shooting particularly well, but if he gets plenty of usage, it's a great game script for him to to put up as many shots as he wants, get some playmaking as well out of him. So I, I have some mild interest in Taylor Horton Tucker if one of the big three sits. And then outside of those guys, I don't have a lot of interest in anyone else, really. Um, you know, you can't go wrong with Malik Monk, uh, a guy that we've seen scoring outbursts in, in recent games. Uh, and if one of the guys sits, that's a good price tag. Um, I wouldn't chase it, though, because he's so reliant on shooting um, in order to get value. So I'm not going to have a lot of interest there. Uh, and that's pretty much it in the Lakers side of the ball. Any interest in any of the Lakers there? Yeah, and then uh, you said it really well. Someone's probably going to sit. And if they do, I like the other two. I'm hoping Westbrook doesn't sit. I uh, I really want to play him against the, the Thunder here. Uh, I think he's going to go off if he does, and especially if someone misses, uh, like LeBron. If if LeBron is out, I think Westbrook's going to have himself a field day and and love every second about it against his old team. So I do want to attack him there. Monk Tucker would be in play at their respective price tags, um, just because they can get hot, and we've seen it. We've seen Monk score twenty points in three out of four games a couple games ago. Just was on fire shooting. Uh, Carmelo Anthony might want to have some revenge against this Thunder squad, too, at 4-4. Hasn't been the Carmelo that we saw right out of the gates, uh, but he still has upside to, to get you 30 uh, DK points here at a cheap value. But, um, yeah, there's not they don't have a lot of complimentary players either. Uh, we'll see what happens in the injury report, but that changes things. Uh, and I do want to play, like you mentioned, I want to play Westbrook the most, but we'll see what happens there. All right, jumping on over to the other side of the ball. What do you got on the Thunder? On the Thunder side, I mean, it's pretty outrageous that Shai Gordis Alexander is actually priced down 8200 The point guard should be a guy that should be in the high 8K, 9K range, just given his upside and his ability to score, get assists, pretty much do everything for this young Thunder team. So I like him a lot. 8200 one of my favorite plays in the 8K price range. I like him quite a bit more than a lot of other guys we mentioned that is similarly priced. So it's probably one of my favorite plays, like I said. So that's pretty much it in the Thunder side of the ball. It's It basically starts and ends with Sy- Gildas Alexander. The rest of the guys are pretty much priced accordingly. I love Josh Giddey as a player. I have him in fantasy. I have across the board. But 6400 I just don't think there's enough meat on the bone there for him um, at that price tag. I prefer him in the 5K range at this point in his career. Um, but th- that's it for me. Just just one guy and call it a day. Yeah, uh, I like Shy. I think that's a good price tag. You mentioned Giddy. Uh, Dort and Baisley have been playing better. Uh, I think you can take shots at those two guys, like Dort, Baisley, Giddy for the matchup. Um, but you can't feel comfortable with it. It's just a, I don't feel comfortable doing it, but um, I might find myself in that price range and take a shot at them. But at the moment, it, they're just too inconsistent for me. Uh, SGA at 82 in this matchup, I do like that. And I feel a lot more comfortable than with him going that, even with the price bump. But the other three guys, uh, the Quality is there, even James Robinson Earl. The the possibility is there to beat the price tag, especially if Basley can shoot the ball decently like he has the last two games. Uh, but they are very, very volatile. So uh, proceed at your own caution with those guys. All right, jumping on over to the next game. Uh, second to last game of the night, we have the Detroit Pistons taking on the New Orleans Pelicans. We do have a game total, and it is a whopper of a 213.5 game total, uh, and the Pelicans are 6.5-point home favorites. On the injury report, we have uh, for the Pistons, Kelly Olenek is out, and Killian Hayes, Hamade Diallo are both available. For the Pelicans, we have Kyra Lewis. Uh, that sucks, man, what happened to him. Torn ACL, sprained MCL. Uh, he's out for this game and likely the year. Dalton Holmes is out, and Zion is also out. Uh, so is <clears throat> Didi Luzada. But I'll throw it over to you. 
Start with the Detroit side of the ball. Uh, what are you looking at here? It's yeah, a low game I mean, come, total, but looks fun. Absolutely. And and there's a few guys I'm looking at. It's starting with Katie Cunningham, number one pick. Uh, been shooting inconsistently recently, but we all know he's got upside to score, to rebound. He can do pretty much everything for a rookie uh, and definitely doesn't lack confidence. So I like him in this matchup. Under 100 is a good price tag. Plenty of guys, like I mentioned, in that price tag range, but I do like him quite a bit. I also like the shooting guard, Frank Jackson. 3600 is a good price tag. Very fair price tag. He's, he got 31 minutes in the last game against the Wizards. If he gets plenty of minutes in the high 20s and 30s, that's a great value price tag for him. Um, and then as far as anyone else, I'm going to be looking at probably some interest in Jeremy Grant at 7400 but not a whole lot more of a tournament play for me. And then as far as centers go, I do have some interest in Isaiah Stewart at 5,400. Um, playing much better recently, starting to actually get more confident, get some points, get some rebounds, something that we all predicted this year, going into this year, especially from a fantasy perspective. We're finally starting to see some of the um, some of that preseason hype uh, living up to it a little bit. So I do like those guys. Um, probably my favorite play is still going to be Kate Cunningham, followed by Isaiah Stewart, and then I mentioned Frank Jackson as well. Yeah, those three guys are in in a in solid spots there. Uh, Cade's been showing out recently. Um, <clears throat> I'm glad to see it. Uh, Jerry Jeremy Grant is playing pretty well too, but I I prefer Cade for that extra hundred dollars. Uh, very good matchup here. It's going to be uh, his show. He's been running it. I like him. Uh, Isaiah Stewart is still. He hasn't been the Isaiah Stewart that we were expecting coming into the year. Um, knowing that, especially with Kelly Olenek out, expected a lot more from him. He's starting to pick it up three of the last four games, uh, over 32 fantasy points. So he's starting to pick it up. I think the value is is nice in that price tag. That price tag is very cheap. Uh, you mentioned Frank Jackson. That's a this guy's a shooter. Um, very volatile, but at 3600 is a decent option to take <clears throat> there. Um, Diallo is another guy. If he's ready to go and he's going to play minutes in the high 20s like he did in the last game, I played 21 before that. Another option that I take at 3,400. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm mainly with you there with those guys. What are you looking at on the other side of the ball? Yeah, other side of the ball, uh, there's a couple guys I'm looking at. Brandon Ingram, uh, I can't go wrong with him. Uh, despite a, a, a poor effort against the Nuggets, where he only had 39 fantasy points, well, two games before that, he put up over 57 fantasy points. 8,700, great matchup against the Pistons. I think this is a great opportunity for him to get back into that 50-point uh, potential threshold for fantasy. So I do like him. I also like Jonas Valanciunas at, at 8,000. Uh, a guy that was actually priced 9K a couple games ago, dropped down to 8,000. Roll some jo- Jonas Valanciunas. J-Val is probably my favorite play uh, at that 8K price range. One of my favorite plays on the entire slate just given his upside. Coming up 51-point effort against the Nuggets. I do expect a monster double-double potential here against the Pistons as well. Um, so that's definitely going to be in play. Outside of those two big guys, I have no interest in anyone else, really, on the Pelican side. Uh, you can take some shots at Herbert Jones at 4K, but there's plenty of other value we mentioned earlier, um, and those are probably the only two guys. Any interest in JVL or Brandon Ingram? Yeah, and I have a lot of interest in JVL. Uh, Stewart? does tend to get into foul trouble and if that does happen who's gonna stop j val from getting 15 rebounds in this game uh they don't really have a backup center in detroit there uh with olenic hurt so it's it's up to stewart to not get into foul trouble uh last four games five three four four in foul so it, it's possible especially the way j val plays uh and at 8k i just think that's a very solid price tag for him uh, so i do really like him as well and uh, i love josh hart man he came back in the last one uh missed about 10 days there but this dude has just been playing awesome and even if you cut the last two games over 31 fantasy points he's only 5k because he missed some time he's creeping towards the 6k before he got hurt um and now we know kyra lewis is out I know Kyra Lewis didn't play too much, but that's just more opportunity for Josh Hart to show off his new playmaking ability. And at 5K in this type of matchup, I think that's a really great um, price tag for him. So I'm going to have a lot of exposure to him. Ingram I like, but I'm probably not. I, I would rather have paid down for those two guys and Jay Val and Josh Hart. All right, we're going to jump on over to the last game of the night, the only one at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It goes. 7-7, 7-30, 7-30, 8s. 
then all the way to jumps to 10. We have the Boston Celtics taking on the Phoenix Suns in Phoenix. We don't have a spread for this one as of yet, um, but we do have an injury report. We have Jalen Brown and uh, Bruno Fernando as out on the Celtics. Devin Booker, Frank Kaminsky, Dario Saric, Abdel Nader out for the Suns, man. I will throw it on over to you. Again, no Jalen Brown. Uh, tough defensive matchup, but what are you looking at on this um, Celtics side of the ball? Yeah, I really want to go after Jason Tatum. I mean, he's been rock solid. His last five games to put up over 50 fantasy points in each matchup. With no Jalen Brown, this is a, normally on paper a great opportunity for him to lead this team. I, I'm a little skeptical against the, the Suns' defense. We all know they play a, a special breed of defense here, but I do <laughs> like Jason Tatum at 9,900 because there's no one else to really score on the Celtics team. Uh, for that reason, he's probably my favorite play on this team. Um, I have some level of interest in Al Horford. 6700 is an okay price tag. We have seen 40-point upside. Again, not the best matchup against Aiton here uh, for Mr. Horford. So not a lot of interest there. Um, the other guy I'm looking at actually is going to be Josh Richardson. Um, with no Jalen Brown in the last game, he put up you know, 30 minutes and put up 17 points and five rebounds. Again, if this game ends up staying close somehow, we're going to have to get some 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 fantastic performances out of Josh Richardson. So 3500 is, is a good price tag. So for me, it's going to be pretty much Jason Tatum as the number one option uh, on this team. And then a sprinkle in a little bit of Josh Richardson to round it out. Um, but again, going up against the Suns, no one's uh, a standout play for me here. Yeah, and I'm with you. I don't I don't really want to have much, if any, exposure to the Celtics. Uh, Tatum under 10K. Yeah, he has 50-point upside. He can hit value here. I uh, don't love it, but without Brown, it's just he's going to be fed usage. So I can see that happening here. But uh, this defense, he's going to see a lot of bridges here, uh, a lot of bridges here. Uh, and everybody else, their help defense from whoever's in the lineup it's just fanat- uh, fantastic i said fanatic it's fantastic i really just want to leave the celtics alone uh cash games don't hate tatum because you can save money on everybody else and he can still get 45 to 50 points for you um, because of sure usage alone but uh, i really don't want to mess with the, F- the sun's defense to be honest um but i'll throw it on over to you man last team of the night what are you looking at for the suns yeah, when it comes down to the Suns here, again, not the best matchup for them, but Chris Paul with no with another Booker is going to be in play. Double-double upside. Uh, should get plenty of run here. If this game stays close especially, uh, he's going to be overlooked at that price tag, so I have some interest in him more for tournaments more than anything else. Um, I'm also going to be looking at DeAndre Aiden inside at 7,500. There's so many great center options. Am I going to go there for cash? No, but it could be a potential tournament winner if he can get a double-double here, especially against the Celtics. This is a good matchup for him, potentially. Should be a nice battle between him and and Robert Williams III. So I I do have some interest there, but pretty much outside of Chris Paul, um, there's not really anyone else that I'm looking at on on the Phoenix side of the ball. Without Devin Booker, there hasn't been a guy that's really stepped up game in and game out to really fill that void uh, of Devin Booker. Um, Jay Crowder uh, is a guy that I'm looking at as an option at 4,400, but there's so much value that I mentioned earlier. Uh, we keep mentioning this entire slate, so I'm probably not going to go too much exposure there, um, but I don't fault anyone for going Jay Crowder, but not going to be uh, too too much interest there for me. Um, it's pretty much Chris Paul, a little bit of DeAndre Ayton, uh, and then I guess you could take a shot or two at Jay Crowder. I, I'm not going to fault anyone for doing that, but, but that's it uh, when it comes down to the Suns. Yeah, um, with you, I think eight and solid. I li- really like Chris Paul at eight three. Um, Jay Crowder is a nice option. He's been playing really solid lately, and I'd throw in Cam Johnson there too at four six. Uh, he's been playing really solid since Booker went down. <clears throat> uh, four straight games of at least twenty two fantasy points and three of at least twenty seven. Uh, so values to be had there too. So I like um, the the guys you mentioned. I'd throw Cam Johnson in there too, and I think this side of the ball, I feel much more comfortable with playing. Uh, knowing that Boston's very lax on defense and not this defensive juggernaut that the Suns are. Uh, Especially without Booker, everybody gets a little bump in value there. All right, man. So that does it for our nine-game slate. We did it uh, very quickly, efficiently. Before we jump out, do you want to throw out your favorite players here? We can just do – you can take one if you want to take the 
the high price, I'll jump middle, and we'll both throw a value in there. Let's do it. For me, uh, my favorite high price player is, depending on injury news, Russell Westbrook, 10200 Should be fantastic value. Love it. And uh, for my favorite mid-tier, I'm going to go with, I said it a couple times, I like Point Hayward at 73. Uh, Sacramento just is Sacramento. Uh, and then we know all the injuries on the, the Hornet side of the ball. Point Hayward, I really like him here. All right, man. What about for value? I'm, I'm going to have to go with Chris Duarte. It's probably an easy, an easy one there, uh, just given his play recently. Uh, what about you? I like it. And I'll probably go uh, close by him with Garrison Matthews. Um, 4,400. Both of them are 4,400. Both getting a ton of run right here. Uh, so that's where I'll run over there as well. And awesome. And right before we head out, last thing I want to let you guys know before we sign off, uh, we want to remind you all to use the coupon ethos when <clears throat> um, you used to use the, the, the promo code hoopball20 at manscaped.com for 20% off of your order and free shipping. And also check out our pals at mybookie.ag. Use code hoopball on the third page of the sign-up to unlock a deposit match bonus there as well. So you want to check all those guys out. Um, check out all of our hoopball Twitters and everything like that, or sports ethos Twitters. Oops, I am saying the wrong one. Uh, <laughs> and thank you guys for tuning in. We will catch you again tomorrow. Uh, thank you, as always, Dave, for joining us. Dave will be back next week. And anything you want to say before we head out? Let's crush it, everyone. Yeah, let's crush it. All right. Peace.